Greetings, everyone. Whatever time zone you're in. So, so the schedule says Dharma talk. And I'm supposed to give a Dharma talk. And I'm happy to talk. And yet, feels like there have been so many words already this afternoon. So I'm reflecting as to what is most supportive at this time of the retreat, in this short retreat on this topic. So, so here's my proposal. I'll start by sharing some reflections, especially as <clears throat> As we advertised, as, as I said, that we would be turning more towards compassion and emptiness around this time, this afternoon. So maybe I'll say a few words about that. Um, and then maybe open it up for questions um, that might have come up for you. And we'll see what's needed. We'll see together as a community what's needed. Is it needed to have more words, questions and answers? Is it needed to just be quiet and just be silent and let the words settle? So we can co-create together. We can decide together as to what best is needed. How does that sound? All right, I'm seeing thumbs up, love it. Okay, great. So, so with that, I will say, I'll say some words. So, emptiness, emptiness, emptiness. We have talked so much, been so much, so many teachings shared. Maybe I'll say a few things first about emptiness first, just to be clear that as, as we practiced here together, emptiness as a way of looking. And I like Gay Watson suggesting this different term, relativity. Maybe not emptiness, because all of a sudden, you know, somehow there's something about this word emptiness that brings this abyss, this <laughs> dark abyss, perhaps, and people can tend to, oh, there's nothing, and it's all empty. So, but this relativity, it's this relativity, neither real, reified, nor non-real. Um, life as a dream, everything as a dream, um, and and not to say not to say just a dream and and um, and to be aware of that. I remember someone in the practice meeting today was bringing that up. Oh, if we if we call it just a dream, ouch! That goes towards nihilism. And that's not just a dream. <gasps> it's a dream, and also it's not a dream. So this, not to devalue that that either, the, 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 the dream nature of it, or either treating it as a dream or as a movie, as Bonte was referring to earlier, or uh, Robert Bea, um, 
a wonderful teacher talks about theater. Theater. This, you know, when you go to theater and you have a first row, you and you're so intimately engaged with what is happening, and yet it's theater. It's neither real nor not real. It's theater. So by saying, oh, it's just theater, ouch, there is a demeaning, the value, the beauty, the grace, the complexity, the mystery, the art that this is. So theater, ah, in its most beautiful sacred sense, or dream, imagery, art, as its most sacred sense, of neither rarefied, it's like this, just the way it is. There's me, there's you, and there's separation, and there's this, and these are my thoughts, and this is the way it is. Or dream, this lightness, this this, this mysterious, ah, it opens it up to possibility. So I want to bring that in again, that the way we've been approaching, approaching this practice of non-solidity or relativities is through the ways of looking here on this retreat, not making an ontological statement that things are a particular way or things don't exist, because that would be just as reified as saying things are this way. So neither of those ends is very helpful and the Buddha taught a middle way. What is the skillful middle way to keep it open to possibility? And a lot of times our minds want certainty, certainty. Like, I want to know how it is. Ah, whereas in openness of possibility in the question mark, there is so much possibility to explore different ways of looking. You're always looking in a particular way. It's, it's not like you're ever putting your lenses down. You're always, you always have assumptions in the way you're looking at life. So being aware that you're looking in a particular way. Always ways of looking, always fabricating, always fabricating. So in this ways of looking as we've approached relativity sunyata as a way of looking as a way of seeing internally the self the relationship the stories that we make up and the stories that we make up about ourselves the stories that we make up about others the stories we make up about the worlds. Love and compassion is also a way of looking. Love and compassion are ways of looking, different from contraction, judgment, wanting, greed, need, this, uh, uh, the tightness. This selfing, which is often synonymous with grasping and clinging. And, and actually, let me just take, put, put a footnote here. 
we can have a healthy sense of self. In fact, let me take a step back even more. In fact, having a healthy sense of self is not a contradiction with practicing letting go and, and emptiness. Okay, what the heck do I mean now? <laughs> so, so selfing, you know, when we make it into a, a adjective selfing, it's, it's more in terms of that contraction. It's this wanting, the, the self-occupation. However, having a, a loved sense of self, a, a, an upright, a confident sense of this being is actually necessary for the path, necessary for freedom. It is said that you need to know and love the self completely. You really need to know yourself who this person is, and really love the self completely with all its conditioning and conditions and, and neuroses and particularities and just really care for the self, really love the self in order to be able to let go. Because prematurely, if we try to let go, if we try to squash before developing a sense of confidence, a sense of self-reliance. Um, it's spiritual bypass. It's trying to use the hammer of emptiness. It's trying to use the hammer of, well, I don't really exist, so I shouldn't care. Ouch. Whereas, again, the middle way, please always think of the middle way, the middle way of, yes, of course you exist. I exist. You have a phone number. Yes. There is the self that navigates. And yet, and yet, it's not limited. The story isn't limited to the self. There is more beyonds. There are more dimensions. There's more possibility. There are more, there are different ways of looking. So not being fixed in just one way of looking. This is me. This is what I want. This is my life. These are my loves. This is my losses. This is my me, 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 the world. So having more flexibility in different ways of seeing, different ways of looking at the self that is you with love, with compassion, with humor, not taking yourself too damn seriously. So having that flexibility having that flexibility of you. And when I think of the Buddha and read the suttas, he certainly had a sense of confidence, just a lot of confidence, uprightness, and also humor. He had a lot of humor and seeing the emptiness of self phenomena, the relativity, seeing different ways of seeing, different ways of seeing. So, so very important as we try to navigate and seeing these ways, as we explore hearing as just hearing, smelling as just smelling. Ah, 
such liberating perspectives we take on and not expect that we're always will be in those perspectives. No, those perspectives can loosen something up, can let us see that, oh, there are other possibilities. The way we habitually see it isn't the only way. And yet, when we're talking with with a relative or a friend or we're at work, it's, it's not, oh, the sight is being seen, you know, it, it, it just, you, we need to have flexibility to move in between. And yet, maybe when we are talking with someone, we're having difficulty, that perspective and, and we're, uh, you know, this person is getting on my nerves. Uh, and yet, maybe it is helpful to have these other perspectives to pop up, to pop out for a moment and say, wait a minute, a different way of looking. The narrative, this this self has a particular narrative, this other being has a sense of narratives, and yet I could be born as them. They could be born as me. I could be them. In some ways, I am them. I, we are entangled in this. We are codependently arising in this mess together. It's not just me, 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 them, them, them. It's, it's us. It's us. It's codependently arisen. And seeing the impermanence and the dreamlike nature of the interaction. It arises, it passes. And in that moment, maybe the heart opens to both of you entangled in this way. Ah, both of us entangled in this way. It's not about you, it's not about me, it's us, it's this dream we are living through. And the heart in that moment, maybe, maybe in that perspective, it can open to see things differently. So, So Nagarjuna, Nagarjuna, who taught so much about emptiness, this wonderful teacher, perhaps, as I mentioned, the second most influential Buddhist teacher since the Buddha. He says, whenever there's belief that things are real, Desire and hatred spring up unendingly, and unwholesome views are entertained, from which all disputes come. I love that. Indeed, this is the source of every view. Without it, no defilement can occur. Thus, when this is understood, all views are all views and all afflictions vanish entirely. But how may this be known? 
It is said that when one sees that all things are dependently produced or dependently arisen, one sees that all such things are free from birth. This is the supreme knower of truth that the Buddha has, has taught. So in other words, all are illusory. It's a way of seeing. Yata Bhutanyana Dasana, this famous verse from the suttas that has, has been taught so much by different teachers and often translated as things as they are, whereas that posits a an ultimate reality somehow things are a particular way and you need to see them whereas actually a better translation is things as they have come to be or they have become fabricated as they have become concocted as they have come to be seen they have come to be instead of how they are because buta it's a past participle of the verb. So things as they have come to be. So things as they have come to be fabricated, as they have come to be seen. So come and see things as they have come to be seen, as they have dependently co-arisen in your seeing, in the conditionality. And when we see this, and you have probably seen this the past couple of days, even if for a split second, that when we see in this particular different way and there's a loosening, hallelujah, it's not that it's all insubstantial and it's nothing, it's, there's a sense of freedom, hallelujah. It makes it even more mysterious, more precious, more sublime that this mystery of being human is not so fixed. It, it brings up like, so much possibility for the heart to, to express itself in, in, in love, in devotion, in beauty, in grace. So much beauty can show up in this way when our assumptions fall away. Robert Bea says, compassion is the natural response of the heart to suffering. When the heart is not preoccupied with self-interest or, or if, it's own, if it's to our own suffering, it's the natural response of the heart when we're not entangled in some kind of negative self-view, negative self-belief. And that natural response of the heart when it comes into contact with the pain of the world, it wants to heal, it wants to alleviate, to soothe, to ease that suffering. So when we're not preoccupied, when we're not caught in the self-interest, we become more responsive to our own suffering. And the natural response of the heart, when we're not entangled, is to care, is to love. It just 
automatically it falls out. It, so this way of seeing, naturally this emptiness, this relativity, this way of seeing, it's a little differently, a little loosened from our self-entanglement. When it gets released a little bit, naturally it gives rise to care, to love, to compassion, to tenderness. It just cannot be any other way. It just is. I declare it. <laughs> so, and see for yourself. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself when there's this loosening happens when you practice this is not heady none of this is heady none of this is to be unfigured out and understood in your head is to be practiced to be seen in your own practice so don't take my word for it don't take robert bear don't take the buddha's word for it he says come and see for yourself <laughs> hey Pasico, come see for yourself don't take any of our words for it you're a human being just like any of us, trust your own ability to see. Trust your own ability to see. Because you can. We took refuge the first evening in the Buddha, in the Buddha within, both in the teach, in the Buddha without, and the Buddha within. The capacity that each of us has to wake up to see be able to see for your, for ourselves. Again, not to think for ourselves, but to see, to experience. Yes, it is so. This is what happens. This is what happens when I see things a little differently. Wow, something pops out. Ah, the heart releases. It relaxes. There's more freedom. There's more care. There's more love. See for yourself. If it's true, then yes continue. If it's not, if it doesn't work for you, then maybe this is not the practice for you. It's perfectly fine. See what works for you. We'll say one more thing. The way of seeing. So, emptiness in this, this way of non-fixed way of seeing, non-fabricated way of seeing, and love and compassion, they are intertwined, and one leads to the other. And as I was saying, Love and compassion are a particular way of seeing, so it is okay. In fact, you're invited to experiment with bringing on, to, to bring in a way of seeing that is loving, that is kind, that is compassionate towards yourself and others, because that sometimes actually can help loosen the self. And emptiness can actually arise out of love, out of compassion. So it's not just the relationship isn't just one way, it's both ways. The arrow goes both ways. They are intertwined. And in that vein, I'll share with you, some years ago, I, I uh, dedicated a year of my 
practice the day year of my life to practicing <clears throat> practices of the heart metta compassion and that was my practice for an entire year it was fantastic it was beautiful highly recommended and you know, many many insights many many insights came up during that year many many insights and and one that i often don't talk about but i like to bring it up here um is this sense that this opening this this opening this perspective that the best way that i could describe it the words that came for me at the moment was if there is a god this would this is the mind of god this is the way everything is seen it's it's a particular perspective of just complete love complete compassion for everything everything just a tenderness and no separation everything infused a different way of seeing so seeing love infused with with emptiness pure pure love pure it's it's hard to put into words even as a dharma teacher i i i'm used to putting things into words and this is a tough one um and i offer this i offer this the reason why i bring this up is to offer this as as an invitation as an invitation for your own exploration as an invitation for your own exploration of the interchangeable nature of love and emptiness for your mind and it is said that waking up insight is an accident and when we keep practicing we become more accident prone as we keep practicing we become more accident prone so keep practicing and you'll become more accident prone of these insights these different ways of seeing just pop up when you least expect them but of course there are particular ways you're conditioning your mind to see you're conditioning you're conditioning jiggling it out of the ordinary way that you've been seeing and you keep practicing inclining relaxing into opening into and boom it it arises it comes up wow the world is not what i usually see it to be it can be seen so differently it can be seen through the eyes of love compassion non-separation when looking at every human being as if they're your sibling as if they're your brother your mother your sister as buddha says they have been in the previous life and yet just seeing and when you see when things can arise we see differently for for a moment and you can never go back 
a crack has formed. As Leonard Cohen has said, crack is where the light gets in. So something cracks in the habitual way we see things and light gets in and you can never go back to the way things have been before. You start to look at people and everybody looks familiar, even if you've never met them before. There's a sense of familiarity. There's a sense of humanity, familiarity in everyone you meet. If you know them, oh, friend, yes. You too, fellow human being, yes. are not so different. It's perspective shifts and changes. It's so malleable. The Buddha says, if it wasn't possible, if waking up was impossible, I wouldn't teach it. And, and in my humble way, I say that for me, I have shifted and changed. My perspective has shifted and changed from years ago before my practice. This works. This practice, these practices, they work for me. They have worked for me. Just things are so different. So borrowed trust if you need it, and then verified trust as you see for yourself how things shift and turn and and like stock market don't check your watch every five minutes or don't check your practice okay is it working yet is, is my practice am i seeing differently look at it at a lot at long periods of time months years and decades look and see how things have shifted and changed am i kinder am i more compassionate to myself am i kinder to others Am I less bothered by things that used to drive me batty? And if the answer is, oh, yeah, I used to get really anxious about X, Y, and Z, or really bothered. Now, okay, those are gone. Oh, yeah, and there's still this other list. Okay, that's fine, dear heart. All right, we'll keep, <laughs> keep practicing with these other ones. <laughs> Great, you have more work to do. <laughs> So, so, I think that's enough. There's more words, but I think that's enough for now. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.